Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Before we get this episode started, I want to give a huge thank you to our sponsor, Anchor by Spotify. If you haven't already heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And you know the best part of it is, Griff? I do, Will. Anchor is totally free so make sure you head to the app store or google play download the anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get your podcast started what's going on everybody welcome back to inside the five i'm griff and i'm will and today we got a little week eight pre or review not a preview week eight review we have some nba a little bit of college football college basketball getting kicked off so let's do it yeah let's do it with the third pick in the 2017 NBA Draft, the Boston Celtics select Jason Tatum from Duke University. Um, we're going to start things off and talk a little bit about the NFL. Um, I figured we'll start things off with um, Odell news because uh, that just happened a little while ago. No one used uh, a waiver claim on him. Uh, mm-hmm. Today was the last day for that. So now he is, I believe, an unrestricted free agent, right? Yep. Uh, as of as of Tuesday, at, I think it was like 2 or 4 p.m. It was one, one of, no, it must have been 2.30. I think it was yeah, it was something I was gonna say it was like, like around three o'clock. Um he, he officially became an unrestricted free agent. So nobody claimed him for the seven point I think it was like seven point five six mil. Um, which means he'll sign somewhere for cheaper. Um a couple destinations I've heard of are Seattle, which is my team, New England, which is your team, and yes. San Francisco, which is nobody's team, because they're a bunch of losers. So, I don't know. No one's talking about the Raiders for him either. I like, like heard a little bit about the Raiders. I just don't think it'd be like as cool because like it, they wouldn't do anything. I actually wanted to talk about him going to the Patriots more than him mm-hmm. ta- him going to the Seahawks because I I have a little I have a little feeling. Will um, the Patriots just beat the Panthers? Just beat up on the Panthers. They're five and four, half a game off of um, the Bills right now for the AFC East. We all know the Patriots defense is nasty. Mac Jones is getting comfortable and I mean cruising through different teams right now. He he's playing really really well. Um Jacoby Myers is also an awesome wide receiver. Hasn't caught a touchdown yet, which is crazy like in his career, but he has over like 1500 yards without a touchdown. You got Aguilar, you got Hunter Henry. Um the Patriots are missing out on a guy that can change a game. And yeah, that's like, that, like, that could be Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, with, with with Odell, if they sign him and have him available next week, well, I could see them – hear me out. I know we love the Bills, but I could see them straight up winning the AFC East with the way that the Bills are playing and the way that the Pats are get, playing. The Pats are trending upwards as the Bills are trending downwards with a tough loss to the Jags 6-9. to nine. I mean, I could see the Pats winning the AFC East. Yeah, no, like straight I, up. I, was, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Pats because, like, I'm like, 
honestly feeling like pretty good. I I don't feel obviously can't feel great. It's like can't feel great. Not like a great record if I'm gonna be honest. But like the situation that they're currently in is a great situation. I want to say, especially if they end up with Odell, which like honestly I've like I think like Pat's fans have been talking about Odell for like the last like three years. For since like 2016, dude. Yeah, no, it's literally been forever. And like I've like I've been on both sides of like the Odell like situation where it's like you know how like people have their opinion like Odell isn't actually really that good and then people are like Odell is nasty and then yeah. there's like that in between. I think he's in between. I don't actually I'm, a, I'm on that in between club too. I don't think he's that disgusting, but he can be. He can be, and he has he been. He can be, and he has and, been. And he can change a game. He can, he can change yeah. seasons for a team. Um, As we saw him, like, he was the biggest piece of the Giants that obviously weren't that big, but put up put up a good amount of numbers with Eli and then him. Um, I don't know. I mean, I like Odell going there. I like Odell uh, potentially making a three-headed snake, you know, me gunning and wheezy, but it's Tyler, Tyler Lockett, DK, and Odell. Like, that would be nasty. That would be nasty, especially with Russ coming back. I just think, like, like honestly, my opinion on for him going anywhere, I feel like wherever he goes, I feel like there's less chance that he'll resign unless they make noise. That's like my like obviously like that's like for anyone that's gonna sign anywhere like that's like that just makes sense. But I feel like a lot of people who like sign somewhere, I feel like they're choosing. They're like, okay, I'm hoping to resign because they have the ability to be really good, like within the next couple of years. I feel like his mentality is is if they don't make noise, wherever whatever team basically ends up the best around like. Training camp time is where he's going to end up going next year. Right. Um, I, w- I wanted to say as well about the Seahawks. You mentioned Russ coming back. Russ is actually coming back this week. Um, yeah. Currently three and five. Um, they're ranked number 21 on ESPN's power rankings with Russ coming back. Um, a prediction that ESPN came out with is the Seahawks will finish the regular season with nine wins. Um, so that would be nine and eight. Mm-hmm. And that would be the fewest, or maybe it would tie. I think it would tie the fewest wins under Russell Wilson. Um, which you ha- you can't lie, nine and eight. That would mean they would have to go six and three in, in their last nine games, which which wouldn't be bad. But I I want to say we can do better than that. Like to to be a hundred percent honest with Russell Wilson say- back. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I was gonna say, like, I think that's very doable, but also at the same time, hard given the way games have been going this year for like every team. Like, I feel right. like this year, like, I feel like the beginning of the year was like not as weird, it felt normal. Mm-hmm. Now, every game just feels like weird. Like, the Bills lost nine to six on Sunday, which is like oh, totally weird score. Like the Ravens and the Vikings went to overtime, which like yeah, that game was sick though. It was a sick game. The Vikings are like a team where it's like they could low key take any team to overtime, but they'd lose in overtime. Yeah, and then like Thursday night football, like the Jets have Mike White. They might beat the Colts. I dude, I was, I wish Mike White didn't get hurt because he because I had him in rock with him. had Aaron Rodgers and the first quarter he got hurt he had 100 yards and a touchdown in the first quarter yeah dude I rock with him but like he's yeah sick. No, he, no he's like good he's the truth and then, <laughs> and then the Bengals like got demolished basically by the Browns which I mean that guess it was a reality it was a reality check for it the was Bengals a reality check definitely and then the Cowboys too this week yeah but going back to Seattle, they play Washington, San Fran, Houston, Chicago, Detroit. Um, they also play Green Bay, the Rams, um, and then they play Arizona twice. Now, now Green Bay is this week, and I believe that's without Aaron Rodgers still. That is such a winnable game. That is actually a must-win game. 
in my opinion. I don't know if you'd agree with me, but I think Green Bay without Aaron Rodgers, that's a must-win game for the Seattle Seahawks. And if they win this is game. That, when is that? Is that next week? Yeah, it's well, it's technically this week, yeah. This week, that's what I mean, yeah. Yeah, so this week, this week they play the Packers without Aaron Rodgers. That is a must-win game. Mm-hmm. The Packers are still favored, but that's because um, Russ is coming off an injury. And, and we'll talk about our lock of the week on Friday's episode, but that's most likely going to be mine if this line stays the same. Um, it's just like the way that um, the way that I think the Seahawks are going to come back, I think they're going to come back a lot stronger than most people think they will. And that's not me being a biased fan, Will. Like, I feel like – you you would know that I'm not actually that biased with like my beliefs and what's going to happen. Cause like you hear me with the Celtics. Like I think the Celtics are like, are going to suck. Um, when, when I said the Red Sox were going to be good at the beginning of the season, I was right. It's, it's the same. It's the same no, here. In I my opinion like with the, the Seahawks, like we're the same way about like our teams. We're realistic, but, but I, I truly believe like, we're going to like obviously we get out the occasional joke where we're like, oh, by a mile. Like, and obviously we yeah. know that's not gonna happen, but like it's just like but at the same like, time, ready? like but I definitely do think without Aaron, unless Jordan Love bugs, there's no way they should win that game. There's no chance. But I mean, so ready this Sunday against the Packers, right? And then we play the Cardinals. And that's at home. So that is a big game for us. If we can pull away that one, that's huge. We play the football team, Monday Night Football. That's a must win. The 49ers after that must win. Houston Texans must win. The Rams is where our season, week 15, we play the Rams. That's where our season gets decided, in my opinion. If we win, we're in the playoffs. If we lose, we're not. Um, Then we play Chicago, beat them, beat the Lions. And then this could potentially be for the first seed in the NFC West if the if the Cardinals low key fall apart. Week eighteen, we play the Cardinals. I mean, obviously the Cardinals are like nasty, but I mean, you really never know with the way that the season trends yeah. how how easy it is for a football team to fall apart. No, I agree. I definitely agree. Um, no, I think that's. I think that's like realistic in terms of like outlook. I think if everything stays the way it is, I think the only hard part will obviously be like Loki, the run game and somewhat of the defense that needs to get together a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. A lot needs to click. A lot needs to click. That needs to click. But like in terms of the next like three weeks, I think, I think it's very realistic to win. To win. Yeah, exactly. And then Um, like from there on out, I think things should be back together. And I think if they get Odell, if you guys get Odell, I think that will help a little bit more because I feel like that will set a little bit more of an expectation. Cause as of right now, I feel like it, I feel like as the Seahawks, I feel like it's a mixed idea of like playoffs and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. The Rams and the Cardinals are disgusting right now. And I mean, yeah, the the Cardinals are eight and one a lot we need to win like 80 percent of our games to be yeah, in, like to have a chance I mean. of being in yeah if, if we win out back. i'm not saying that like we're gonna win out but if we do yeah. it's we're in the playoffs if we win out and and to be fair i think wait so because we only have how many lost we have five did i say three and did five you, have, you guys are you didn't have a buy this you had a buy this week, we had a right? buy this past week yes okay so that's big because the rams lost Mm-hmm. And I guess that helps that the 49ers lost. I mean, it's not like the Rams losing is like huge, huge right now because they're still seven and two. And then I mean the Cardinals are eight and one. So yeah, but like that helps a, a, a little bit, especially if you guys can just pick up a win this Because we could we could sneak in with the Rams for that wild card spot. There's three spots this year. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure the yeah, and the Rams and the 49ers play this week on Monday night football. So, I mean, yeah. I don't, and like the Rams did not look great, and like that Titans team is uh, that Titans team is good. They're good. They're just good. That Titans team is really good, and, yeah, and like, I wanted to really put some good. respect like, on their name. Like, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, I just like it. Just like the like, I feel like the Rams are very. I feel like um, what I'm trying to say is like Matthew Stafford didn't play well, obviously, he did a little. But I feel like that's more of a common Matthew Stafford thing to do. 
Yeah. Yeah. In you- terms like like he'll still give you your yards and stuff like that, and he'll make the game like a little bit competitive, but like he will like look eh. Yeah, that's so, like I mean, obviously, I don't think they should lose to the 49ers, but like you never know. Right. Yeah, no, I it's gonna be like an interesting, a very, very interesting um end, like second half of this season. Yeah. But I mean, we'll see how it goes. I don't you have anything else to cover in the NFL? Um don't think so. I did want to talk about Oh, yeah. Wait, where is it? Sorry. I was, like, looking for it really quick. The Broncos-Cowboys game. I thought that was very interesting this week. I thought that, mm-hmm. like, other – that one and then, yeah, mainly that one. I feel like that's, like, the biggest game that was just crazy this week. Other than, like, Josh Allen sacking, intercepting. And yeah, Josh, oh, Allen. Josh Allen. That was great. Yeah. That great was that for was Josh funny. Allen. But it yeah, just no, wasn't the right Josh Allen. The, the Cowboys – Broncos game was very it was very interesting um I feel like that's a simple like just I feel like that's more of a fluke game yeah but yeah you're you're due for one of those games I mean the Cowboys were six yeah. and one so it's like yeah no they just, like, games looked just really weird it just looked weird that, that's like I didn't know what the right word for it was I just like I didn't have much to say about the game other than it just looked weird mm-hmm yeah, it was a it was a tough game for Dallas. It was a good game by Denver. I think it was um a Broncos revenge game after um saying goodbye to Von Miller. It was like it's kind of like when your coach gets fired. But there was actually a lot of beef in the locker room with Von Miller. I don't know if you heard about that. It really, um, actually was. Yeah, there was a lot of beef in the locker room this. It was this year with Von Miller. Damn. And that's why that's like the main reason why he got traded good because like and it was over like a halloween party he was like venmo requesting people and i was like that's like what i would get mad at too i hate when people venmo request me yeah like that's yeah it's just like text me and be like yo venmo me this whenever you can and i'll be like that like don't request me yeah like i only get the requesting like if you're just like planning ahead and just like okay i need to go get this and like i know you're not on my phone you're not you're not on your phone or something like that yeah like if there's no reason to do it then don't do it you know, uh, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. So, um, anyways, well, I wanted to talk real, real quick about the college football playoff rankings. Um, just real, real quick because we're actually getting very close to that time. Almost, it's almost ball season. So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you the top four. Will you don't watch much college football, right? Mm-mm. Okay, so I'm Will, on it, but I, I've been seeing the rankings, and then like, do you know who's ranked first? Um, no, I don't. Okay. Who's ranked first right now? It's Georgia. I was going to say, I like, I, I didn't know it was Georgia, but I knew like it was different. So, (laughs) yeah. So then, then like the, the Bama Clemson. (laughs) It's like pretty much, I knew it was different than usual. And I also noticed that like the way they're getting, like for like losses, they're not getting, punished as much for losing exactly and that's what i wanted to talk about um so georgia's eight no and they're they're the one seed rightfully so they beat up on florida last week they beat up on missouri the week before that um they'll be probably set to face this team in the sec championship and that's bama bama's number two they're seven and one i I don't know if you remember well they lost early in the season but ever since then they've been they've been punishing teams uh but they barely beat LSU the other week. Other than that, they've been flawless since that loss. Um, number three, Will, is actually Michigan State, who's 8-0. Um, they beat Michigan in, like, an awesome game. But Was that last weekend or the weekend before? That was the weekend before, I believe, yeah. because I, I want to say they actually just lost. Yes, they did. They say, just say lost. I did see that. They lost this past weekend to Purdue, who's, like, nasty. Because um, I don't think the college football playoff rankings have came out for, like, the um, the week after this. Yeah. Yeah, no, they they haven't dropped yet. So this is the uh, before all these games were played. But they did lose, so we'll probably see them dip. 
And we might even see Purdue, who is currently – where are they? I thought Purdue was ranked pretty high. Or did they lose a while ago? Sorry about that. Oh, they're six and three. They're six and three, Will, but they beat like nasty teams. And they play they play Ohio State next, which might they might ruin Ohio State season two because Ohio State's currently seven and one. They're the fifth ranked team. So they'd have to win out to to make it realistically. Um and in four will is actually the Ducks from Oregon. Seven and one, and, and they just beat Washington by ten. So that I would love to see. Like we're gonna see some new teams in this four, and I love it. Like Michigan State's three, Oregon's four, um, obviously Ohio State's five, and Ohio State's always in the mix. But then six, you see Cincinnati, which is like if if two of these teams lose, the the tough part is Cincinnati. I want to say they're in the American Conference, and that's not the best conference. They don't play like awesome teams. But yeah. remember, um, last year, Will they were nasty with um Desmond Ritter. He's still there. He's gonna be a very very good quarterback. Michigan is seven. The only reason they're seven is because they lost to uh, MSU in a crazy game. And then you have Oklahoma, who's nine and zero, but they're ranked eighth. So, and and that's that's purely just because um when uh, Spencer Rattler was playing well, he just like they were barely squeaking by teams. Yeah. Um. Another so, thing that I wanted I mean, to mention, looks like tight run, then like that it, it is a very tight run, which is which is fun, and it's it's a good time to get into it now. Uh, one thing I did want to mention though is coastal not on it. That's so um that's not ideal. That is not what we want to see. They're still on the AP poll at twenty two, which is which which is good, but like give us some love. Like I'm sorry, we're eight and one. Like we were due to lose yeah. a game. We can't win every single game, every single year. Like, Appalachian State is a good football team. They're ranked almost every year. They're the best team in the Sun Belt, second-best team in the Sun Belt now. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing we need to look forward to, Will, is within the next few years, these conferences are going to be so shooken up with everybody moving to a different conference and all that. There's a bunch of Texas yeah. teams that just, I want to say they went to um, the Sun Belt. Maybe the Sun Belt. It was. It was. But it, the there's going to be a big conference realignment soon, so that'll be fun in college football. That's that's all I got for college football. I just wanted to bring up the um the college football playoff race because it's re- it's really really tight and it's going to be interesting to see within the next few weeks what happens before before everything kicks off with bowl season. Agree. Agree. So uh, let's move on to a little basketball. Um, we got, I guess we can get it kicked off with the Celtics. A lot of drama, a lot of drama with the Celtics. Um, Jalen Brown for starters out one, one to two weeks, right hamstring injuries, averaging 25.6 points per game. Um, I want to say he's our leading scorer. I want to say he's averaging more than JT right now, but he, he is, he is our leading scorer. And as well. Um, which we can – it also leads us into the whole Ben Simmons thing is now resurfacing. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, our talk – so apparently we, we started talking to him about trading, I believe, yesterday. Obviously got shot down, which makes sense. It seemed very sus how it got shot down. So I'm I'm still skeptical to believe. Well, that, word on the street – word on the street is that – um, Brad Stevens called was interested in Ben Simmons, um, but they, they wanted, wanted JB, yeah. and, and we did and, not trade. And- we didn't trade JB for James Harden, which we had the option to. And same with Kawhi Leonard. So why the hell would we do it for Ben Simmons? See, the problem is like, shout out Stop, but I was texting him about this when it was happening, uh-huh. and um, I also texted you. We were both like, it, we. <laughs> We just weren't texting our group chat, but I, I was texting you guys. And, mm-hmm. like, I was genuinely scared about Ben Simmons because I felt like we were dumb enough as an organization to do that. To, to make a move for him, yeah. To make a move for that, like, Jaylen and not Brown. do it for Kawhi or do it for James Harden because I felt like we knew what we were getting ourselves into Right. with them. I, and for some reason, I feel like for Ben Simmons, I feel like we would have just made him – play power forward and they were like that seems like a great idea guys. And, that, and that would that, be a, and that would be a great idea like he would actually you know what I mean? really like, good here 
I'm no, not even lying. Like Ben Simmons like, would no, fit like, really good here. He would be really good as a power forward. Yeah, I don't know if I'd love, love him as like a person, because like the years of hatred. Yeah, but like, like no, like I totally that like that's what I mean because I was like he totally he would pair here, really well with like we with Tatum enough to risk one of our best like draft young picks, stars young stars that we've had for Ben Simmons and like not to say like that's a bad thing it's just like right now like if you were to say that like three years ago we might not have been dumb right but now. Mm, it's just like he would fit so well. Who? Um, I don't mean to put you on the spot, Will, but I'm going to serve this question for you, Will, and then I'm going to answer it myself. If you were to put a trade package together to get Ben Simmons and you're the Boston Celtics, who would you like put in that? Because I'll, I'll tell you who I'd put in it. Um, that's a good question. Ready? I'll run through mine while um, you, I was you gonna can say I, I was going to say I feel like because the pot is being stirred right now within our organization and Marcus Smart is leading that. I don't like that. I don't like his words. I was going to say, yes, those are fighting words. Those aren't let's put this shit back together words. Yes, those and are like, like at least we're breaking that's up the way words. it seems like I don't. Yeah, like and I don't like that. So I think he's got to go. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. So ready well this I is I think he has to go in general because correct me if I'm wrong he runs point some nights. I haven't watched many games but He like, runs point every night. Yeah, I was going to say he runs point like every night and I and I'm a big Schroeder guy. Huge Schroeder guy as well. Yeah, no like Easy. I like him a lot. I have fuck Schroeder. So like I've the few games I've watched Smart has been the starter. And so I'm, I I don't like that. I never liked him as the starting point guard. He's not mm-hmm. a starting point guard. He is a starting shooting guard. He's he's a backup or, point guard or or a backup point guard. He's a backup point like, guard in my eyes. Like, yeah, I feel. And like he's like the best backup the, point guard in the league, in my opinion. But oh, but he's not a starter. He's not a starter. He's not, he's not a starter. He's not a starter. But I feel like if you started him at the two, I feel like that'd be a good spot for him. I I think ability right. I think that um, Marcus Smart is a better player than Dennis Schroeder all around because of his defensive attributes. But I think I'd rather have Dennis Schroeder in the starting lineup for his offensive abilities to pair up with JT and Al Horford and Rob Will and and JB compared to Marcus Smart. I feel like Marcus Smart kind of clashes with them. Just his style of play just really doesn't fit the same way as like he's at his position doesn't fit right. Because his position, we don't need a three and D guy. We need a facilitator who can score at will. Which is which is Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, it is. So I'd put I'd put Marcus Smart in there. I'd throw him in there. He'd be the mm-hmm. he'd probably be the main piece. To be honest, yeah. I know he's kind of old, but I'd I'd throw a couple picks in there too. Maybe a first rounder. Probably Grant Williams. I'm gonna throw Grant Williams in there because. I fucking hate Grant Williams. I literally fucking hate Grant Williams. So I'm going to throw him in there. He actually hasn't been playing that bad this year, but still just fuck Grant Williams. And I'm going to throw, believe it or not, Will, I'm going to, because I feel like you're going to have to throw um, Aaron Neesmith. See, that that I, I totally agree with you on that one. But I'd rather put in Aaron Neesmith and Marcus Smart than Jalen Brown. I would too. I And I like Neesmith this year. He's actually playing pretty well. 
Yeah, he's he's yeah. pretty good. He's actually getting yeah. some crunch time minutes too. Yeah, um, he got some crunch time minutes in that loss, which sucked. Yeah, like I I know we're gonna have to get rid of someone like that, and I feel like I'd rather. He's, a, he's just the one that has to bite the bullet. Yeah, I just the the problem with that is is obviously because we have JB and Tatum. I just I feel like our main I feel like the main issue is Smart colliding with them, and he's just taking it out. And, yeah. and like to be fair, he's not wrong. Like Smart did not. It's not wrong at all. But it's not something you go you go to public with. No, like that. I feel like that's more of like a let's change our game plan. I mean, you've been playing together for three or four years now. Like you should be pretty close. I know they're close. You've seen videos of them hanging out and, and going to like parties and stuff at freaking Kemba's house. Like they they should be boys. Like just talk about it. They don't sh- go to public and be like, yeah, they don't want to pass. Like yeah, neither do you. He doesn't like passing at all. My man takes shots anywhere he wants. Yeah, and breaks them. He loves to take like twenty shots a game and make ten. And it, and it oh, sucks because we're shitting on we're shitting on smart bro, but it's like sometimes he like saves our whole life. But it's there's just more times, more times than not where it's just like especially with this kind of brings it over the top, dude. It's just like you can't be doing some of this stuff you know when we I, have I, these I pieces. Have a, I have a genuine question. What? And like you, you might not have the answer. I don't have the answer. I don't know if anyone has the correct answer to this question, but it is one to ask. And so that loss of the Bulls is this that's when it happened, correct? Like the um, why I kind of like lashed out a little bit. Yeah, I think it was the, yeah, it was the loss of the Bulls on the first. Yep, that's exactly what so it was. He lashed out because of that, right? He lashed out during the bubble right but that was understandable that, that was one was like a thing. yeah that but was a bring us together type of thing but we but we've lost not by worse i don't think but we've lost in the same form of situation in that at that level and that like embarrassment before and there hasn't been anything said why was that the specific moment we decided to say something like i get it's early and we want to like change things but why that specific moment out of the last five years them three have been playing together that he decided to say something like that's what i want to know because clearly something else has to be wrong for him to say that not just them losing not just them getting like come back i i don't know if it's the fact that he doesn't like our coach, the fact that he's truly upset with Tatum and Brown, I don't think that he's actually truly upset with Tatum and Brown. Because if you think about it, they're like boys, like they're friends. That's what I'm saying. Like that's why. I, like that's why. I so I think it might be a like, change. I, I it might like, be. F- I, I just don't understand why the reason the reasoning behind lashing out at that specific moment when we've lost by like to our knowledge worse in the last four years like that loss was embarrassing but i feel like we've lost more embarrassing games oh we have definitely lost more embarrassing that's what i'm saying games. like i feel like you can get mad about that but you should have been mad like three years ago when these kids when they were younger not now and we're freaking grown now like a fight means you're off the team um an- another thing that i haven't that I don't like, Will, is the fact that um, we've played how many games? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten games now. I should know this because we're four and six. That's just simple math. Um, If you look at who has scored the most points for our team each game, it's either Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown. And I know what you're thinking. Like, yeah, those are our two stars. Like, obviously they should. But at the same point, at the same time, it's like, Tatum has 23 points and we lose to the Wizards. Um, Brown has 28. Brown has 28. Brown has 17. It's like, why can't why can't we have other players just like have a good game and just score more points? Because like there's games where Tatum is scoring the most points and having the most assists. Like we're actually yeah. getting carried by these two people right now. And Smart's playing a big part in us getting carried because Marcus Smart is not playing good at all. He's averaging eight points a game. He's not even averaging double which, digits. Which is, I think, the lowest he's had in the last four years. He's averaging 35 minutes a game, eight and a half points, three rebounds, and how many assists is he averaging? If he's not averaging over five assists, I'll be bad. He's averaging four assists. That's terrible. I'm like, I mean, it's literally terrible. Like, there's so, no other word to describe it than terrible. So, hear me out, Will. Hear me out, Will. I'm gonna, I'm gonna compare a little bit. 
So four assists a game, right? JB is averaging two and a half. Tatum is averaging three. But you also have to look at it from this perspective. One of those people are a point guard, and the two other ones are wings that are in charge of scoring. Yeah, like they're. So why is Jason Tatum only point three or point seven assists off a game when you're our point guard and he's our small forward star shooter? Yeah, I agree, and like, like it's, I really like that's like I don't understand that as well, like. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's also been part of the problem this year and previous years. And like he's saying that they don't like the pass, but like their job in theory isn't necessarily to facilitate. Like Jason, yeah. like Jason Tatum's has had to take up the ball the last two years pretty much because of our point guard problems. Right. Kemba being injured. Yeah. All that. Like, all, yeah. All that stuff, which is not a problem. Like it was fine. Like cool. it's yeah. not a big deal. Like like he's a wing, he can take up the ball. Like KD takes up the ball. Like LeBron, it doesn't yeah. matter. Like it doesn't matter. Like we we run positionless basketball. Like very much. I feel like that's also part of the problem again. But like, um, just- another will cr- another big question will, and you're actually gonna love this question. Um, Dennis Schroeder, mm-hmm. averaging four less minutes a game than Marcus Smart. Is um, averaging six more points a game. Yep. He's averaging two more assists a game. He's averaging six assists a game off the bench. And, and believe it or not, Will, the man is averaging less turnovers per game and more rebounds per game. He has more rebounds a, a game than Marcus Smart. I, I just don't, like, I, like... I'm trying to formulate words to like say that I don't understand why it's it's starting. just obvious. It's just, it's just like obvious just who's better like, right I now. Understand that like that smart is technically the big mouth in the locker room in a good way. Like meaning like he's the guy who's like bringing everyone together because he's the defensive masterpiece that we have. Right. But at the same time, at what point do we decide to bring him to the side and actually have a genuine talk with him and what he's doing? Because just bring him down to earth. We've had a big problem within the last three years with his shooting ability because he was like, oh, and then he shot in the bubble very well, but everyone did. So did that, yeah. So did everybody. So did everybody. Tyler Hero looks like an MVP. Literally, the year after, my man was shooting like fourteen shots a game, and five. <laughs> what? Are we yeah, doing? yeah, bro. I, I don't. It doesn't make sense. And like, obviously, it's not concerning when like he shoots the ball ten times and makes four or five. Like that's awesome. You know what I mean? And the thing is, like, he has the capability to do that because he takes when he decides to take smart shots, he actually makes them or like he it makes sense when you put the ball in his hands. When we need points, you're going to look at a you're going to look at the worst shot of your life. Right. Is up. And you're just like, what are we doing? And then, like, we look like the Celtics basketball that's been played for the last 10 years. And that's as simple as that. Like, not much has changed other than the players. Our style of play, for some reason, has been the same for the last 10 years. Where, like, we, like, hate having possession of the ball for longer than 10 mm-hmm. seconds. And Fact. then we take up a dumbass three that we couldn't take in the past. But now we're we not can. even so, that good at so, shooting threes. So, so now when you look at the statistics, when you're like, oh, what's the problem here? Well, technically nothing. It's just we're not making shots, but we're taking not, yeah. quote unquote high percentage shots because we have three point ability in our lineup. It doesn't right. like it it doesn't add up in terms of the stats, but like someone needs to like talk to them about that. Well, so ready li- listen to this hypothetical hi- total hypothetical situation. If a trade goes through and it sends the people that I said, including picks and all that, all that stuff, cash considerations, we, which we have a lot of still, a starting five. I want I want you to compare these these lineups, like what what you would rather have, um, Schroeder, Smart, Tatum, Simmons, and we we either go Rob Will or Horford, and then. Vice versa for the bench, Rob Willer, Horford, um, Pritchard, and then Josh Richardson, Jabari Parker gets minutes, Langford gets a few minutes here. Or would you rather have Schro or not even Schroeder? Would you rather have Smart, 
Brown, Tatum, Horford, Williams as our starting five. And then Schroeder coming off the bench. Pritchard getting less minutes because we have Marcus Smart, which which is the case right now. Schroeder is not playing a lot of – or not Schroeder. Um, Pritchard isn't playing a lot of minutes. Uh, Richardson coming in. Grant Williams having to eat up a lot of minutes because we're running out Horford and um, Rob Will at the same time. Like, I feel like it's an obvious answer. I, uh, I What I wanted to say is, one, I feel like Josh Richardson's defensibility is being heavily slept on. And while we have smart, so that's one thing. Two, having Ben Simmons, I totally agree with the Ben Simmons lineup. I feel like if we add Ben Simmons and give away those specific players, I feel like we're more of a championship team than we have been in the last four years. Agreed. I mean, because because you got you got to look and, at it this way: like, we're we're losing Eastern Conference Finals two out of the last four years, and yes, we, and we and we look better than we did when we lost two years ago. And then we look better than when we lost against the Cavs right. when they were in there. Like we we on paper, like that's a better roster than what we had. And like I don't it just like I feel like um if I feel like Ben Simmons' role as a power forward, right? Like quote unquote, I feel like hypothetically he'll eventually be able to learn how to shoot the ball. I feel like that's a whole mental thing. I feel it like because like, you don't just lose it. I think it's a mental thing. Like, right, and no, it definitely is. All day for that, it's hilarious. Like I'm not gonna lie, it is. But it's like, at a certain point, it, it, it like it's just a mental thing. Like you just got to get over that. And I feel like a new team would help. One, two, he can rebound and play defense when he actually tries, and he's very, very, very good at it. Now, now that's what I wanted to say because people are gonna think that we're losing defensive ability by giving up smart. Well, when in my opinion, I think that we're gaining defensive ability because now we have someone that's going to be able to guard literally every position. He's going to guard the power forward. He could even guard a center if he wanted to. And then we have we we have um, Schroeder running the one JB, who's really good on defense, running the two Tatum, who can play defense, running the three. We have Rob Will, who can play defense. We have four out of our five um, starters like almost on lockup and Schroeder isn't that bad at defense either. We're, we're gaining defense in the right aspect of the game for like the we're translation gaining defense the where we need it more that too. But I feel like the way the tendency of like the way the league has been played, I feel like having defense for your power forwards and your centers, as well as like in that if for if your power forward can play defense, you're much better of a team because like technically like, um, in the uh, finals last year, um, what's his name locked up? Not the finals, but um, PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker was on, on lockup, yeah. right? Lock up the entire like throughout the whole playoffs. How much of an impact that was on the team? He didn't right. really have to do much anything else and play defense. And like I'm obviously not comparing PJ Tucker to Ben Simmons, but in terms mm-hmm. of their defense ability and their rebounding ability, I, it's very similar. They both right. have outstanding ability there, and like. Ben Simmons also has the ability to score endlessly in the paint if he had to, because on a night-to-night basis, not many people are going to be able to stop that. Like he in the in the way, 25. in the way, why I'd rather have Horford starting when we have Ben Simmons out there. The way that we could stretch out that ball with Simmons uh, um, running in and dishing to literally any single person that's open, because we'd have Schroeder, we'd have Brown, we've had Tatum, and we'd have Horford around the three-point line. Well, while Ben Simmons is driving in, he could either dunk it, he could lay up, he could do a post move, or he could literally hit any one of those four people to hit a three, and they will all hit the three. It just makes a lot more sense having there him there at the four, allowing Schroeder to bring it up, allowing Schroeder to create for people running the pick and roll with Ben Simmons. And Ben Simmons didn't have a good uh, playoff run last year. I mean, he actually had a terrible playoff run this year. But that's a mental aspect, as as we talked about before. Will he he was just messed up. The pressure, the hate that he received, I feel like it got to him. He wasn't shooting any of the, anything. Where he'll come here, and we'll give him a lot more freedom to do what he does best, instead yeah. of kind of pushing him to like, oh, you can't shoot, you suck. We're we're the type of club where it's like we have the shooters right now, and, and if we had him, we wouldn't need him to learn how to shoot. 
and he he could progress that and, and not have that mental barrier of he knows the fans are going to go shit on him after this game if they lose and they're going to blame it on his yeah. ability to shoot. We won't blame it on his ability to shoot because trust me, Marcus Smart takes twenty fucking shots a game behind the line and misses about sixteen of them. So we are used to people missing shots. People miss shots oh, all the yeah, time in the green, green and white. I I just think it's such. I don't really love Ben Simmons as a player. And I don't know if that's just because of the team that he plays for, because I really don't like the 76ers, but I really just genuinely believe he would be a fantastic fit if we can keep our main guys, which are Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and I'm going to say Robert Williams. He's one of my main guys. If we can keep those three guys and get Ben Simmons, we are such a good ball club. We are so good. I, I 100% agree. And, like, at the same time, like – like obviously we have Dennis Schroeder, and I feel like if we make a room another move for like potentially like we don't even need another guard, but if we could even like in the coming years, like because obviously like Schroeder's having a very good year for the past couple of years that he's had, but if we can improve that position just like another like level, like a step like, up, we don't have to reach superstar ability here. We don't need that anymore. We don't need to worry about that. But if we could just get one more step up, like Schroeder is that one more step up on a good year. So like that's fine right, right now. But like if we could get one more step up from where he like averagely plays at like that's like ideal and and well this is this is what wants me to like that this is what urges me in my head to believe that marcus smart being gone might be a good thing because in my opinion that step up next year or the year after that he's on our bench right now and he's only averaging 11 minutes a game and that's peyton pritchard i mean the guy's stayed all four years at college he bugged out last year it's his sophomore year you could say he's in a sophomore slump he's only averaging two points a game but i mean he's only averaging 11 minutes a game yeah that's not even close to enough that we should be playing that kid because he is like special when he has the ball in his hands and He's not a score first type it's of guy. His, it's his dribbling, it's, but he he can score if he ability. wants. Yeah, it's his and dribbling he, ability because he's so fast and has that like crazy ability to do certain things like that, like with the ball. He the way he moves and the way he sets other people to move off the ball because of his dribbling and his passing ability makes everyone around him so much better. And then the other it, thing it, is like. The other thing is, like, I agree with you about Ben Simmons. Like, he's never really been, like, my personal favorite player because he plays for the 76ers. But at the same right. time, like, his ability to the team would be incredible. Incredible. It, it's it's the same thing with Kyrie. It's like, I mean, I actually – it's actually the opposite situation of Kyrie where it's like I literally loved Kyrie Irving. Will, you know, I, I had the Kyrie ones. I had the Kyrie twos. He came here. And then I just, like, I don't know. I just stopped getting his shoes. But, like, I loved the guy. Like, I had his jersey, all that. And, and then he came here. He didn't do good for us. And, um, like, we started hating on him. And then and then a bunch of beef started with the Celtics. I think Ben Simmons is in the perfect opportunity that if he comes here to have the opposite situation where it's like, we don't like him, but we also don't really know him. We loved him when he was at Montverde. Everybody loved him in high school. Everybody loved when he was going to go to LSU. And then he got hurt. He got drafted by the 76ers. They had the whole process thing. We formed a bit more of a rivalry between them because it was two young teams, two exciting teams. We kept getting the best laugh, the last laugh. And it's just like, if he comes here, dude, it's he's we don't even know the guy. Like we actually don't even really know him. We just know the situation that he got forced into. And, and it's a perfect opportunity that if he comes here, Will, we can shit on the Sixers even more. And I was also going to say, not only that, but it's a perfect opportunity as the new era of Celtics organization, a new era Celtics organization with a new head coach, not really a new, a new GM, but not a new face. Yes. Right. To make this specific trade, like what we said, without giving away Brown, because then that sets the tone. We're like, okay, people will see that, you know, that's actually not an awful trade. Like we're right. giving the Sixers decent return for Ben Simmons, and for we ben. might end up getting. We could even get a pick, I think, too. Right. Ben. I think I believe, we could exchange I picks. I'd be, I, yeah, we can definitely exchange picks. We might even be able to get like a, like a another player as well if we, depending on the pack, 
package size and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But other, like for for that specifically, I feel like that's a better look on our on on our organization for the type of trades that we're gonna make because we've been known to just fleece teams, and that's the only thing we like to right. do. So like obviously teams are very hesitant, but I feel like now with a new like GM and stuff like that. But like that's the reason why I also like having Brad be our GM and president of basketball operations is because he knows basketball one, he knows our team too, because he was the coach. So like usually I feel like teams when they see a new person in that position, I feel like their immediate like reaction is let's try to bait them into something that right. they don't want to do with mm-hmm. something that like it just doesn't like look good. You know what I mean? But it looks yep. great, but like, you know, it won't be great. Like some BS is going to happen. So like, I feel like having us set the tone early with offering them and them not offering us would be better for us in the long run, especially if we, especially if we need to think about inquiring potentially any other position in the future, mainly point guard and center. Cause like that's right. what we need to work on to like, to establish those two pieces. Yeah, I mean, it's a big opportunity, and I'm on board of, I mean, taking that risk because I, I think it'll really pay off in the long run. Um, I really, I just really think that Ben Simmons being here in, in the right head space, hopefully if he, if he can get through his mental health battles, because it, it's been shown that he's been seeing a therapist that was like, um, it, it's like represented by the NBA and like their health uh, advocacy stuff. So if he can get through this mental barrier, which I think a big part of getting through this is no longer being in Philadelphia. He, he can go back. Not only can he go back to the player he was first off, he's young, but so he can't, not only can he go back to the player he was, he can be a better version of that. Like, like two times, three times, five times better version of that. And, and I wouldn't, I would not mind to see that happen in green in the TD garden. It's as simple as that. I agree. So, yeah. Um, well, I think that's going to wrap up this episode. I agree. I think so too. So hope you guys enjoyed as always make sure to check out our socials at inside the five pod on Instagram, on Twitter, um, and make sure to check out our website. You can go through our socials, click on the website. We have a mobile version and we have a version on computers um we'll be posting blogs there we got me making blogs will's gonna be making blogs we also have a couple more of our boys that are on board as well so we'll be talking with them maybe we'll get a few of them on the pod um but yeah we're excited to get that going uh we got a lot of moves coming this is a big stretch for inside the five so hope you guys enjoyed and we will see you on friday peace Go. Hey Hollywood, hey Hollywood, go.